Hi, you guys. Welcome to Cabernet and A. Keegan Allen. Hello, Cabernet and A. Are you a wine drinker, Keegan? I don't indulge. I enjoy people that do. Mr. Norman Buckley, director of Pretty Little Lies. Thank you for asking me. The writers and Marley know what the final word is going to be. Absolutely. They're not making it up. Does the actor who plays A know that he or she is playing A? Uh, I can't answer that. Uh, it was worth a shot. Officer Barry Maple, Jim Titus! I am in Academy right now. So. Oh, yeah! I'm about a battle in, so don't get me in any trouble. Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet? plugged in on a Tuesday. Oh, well, you're hearing this on Wednesday. We're going up on a Tuesday. How did I never think of that before? That's my favorite joint. Is that a song? Yes! <gasps> going up on a Tuesday. Everybody sing it with me. Every time we're shooting on Tuesday during Girl Code, I always like make people listen to it one before we start shooting, which I also forgot to I do today. Like you've done yeah. that for Treehouse when I used to host an open mic on Tuesdays. I feel like you used to be like, going up on a Tuesday. That song wouldn't have existed back then, but really? it's... Really? Uh, when would it come out? Oh, this song came out in 2014. Mm. 2015, even. Okay, I guess not. But it's possible I that like I would say I that. Like I've heard you say it before, but I've just. Either way, that's I'm neither here, here nor there. Uh, I haven't even listened to Lemonade yet. <laughs> oh my god, that's I what am. I was gonna. I was actually gonna kick this off and be like, let's talk about the most important thing that happened. Uh, I mean, I Lemonade. know about it, and I think it's amazing. I mean, I was following the Rachel Roy, Rachel Ray, Becky with the good hair. Oh, it's so good. Which I was just Go like back to sautéing onions, bitch. That's my favorite. Situation. I love. <laughs> I love Samantha B's um, joke last night where she was just like, I'm still going to go for Roseanne when she replaced Becky number one with Becky with the good hair. And she put Becky number two up. <laughs> like, it's yeah, just, yeah. that to me is like the funniest thing ever. So good. Um, so that happened. Um, and then I also went to New Orleans and that happened, and soon. And you got a new tattoo. I got a new, new tattoo. It says, "You're doing great." You're doing great. It's so fucking fun. If I do say so myself. She just points to it now instead of telling me. Yeah. She's just like, "Hey Sue, look uh, at my arm." You know, you're doing it. So it's for others to know, and for me to glance down from time oh, to time and remind yourself. myself. Um, and uh, Sue, stay here. Tanuki and was a great yeah. cat aunt, and yeah. they had a magical okay. time. Passed out in Chelsea's bed on Saturday. such a treat. I stayed the entire day Sunday at Chelsea's apartment, not moving, and just basically, like, except to, like, throw cat toys at Tanuki and feed him. And we had a really great time. Yeah, he was talking about it a lot. He really enjoyed it. I'm sure he was looking for me. He was like, there's a lot less wine bottles. What's going on? Speaking of wine bottles, should we do the business? Well... We tried a new one today. Oh, yeah. Oh, should over I grab there. it? Yeah, grab it. Ooh, I'll sing right. the, the music. Um, what's like interstitial music? I am automatically good at Jeopardy, but then that doesn't quite seem right. I'm All right, already well, back. She's already back. Great. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Uh, Klaus Duval from Napa Valley. So C-L-O-S-D-U-V-A-L. Close to Val. Um, it's a lovely wine. It tasted yeah, nice. It's fine. Um, it's I'm 14 still point one percent. Um, 
I think it was good. It yeah. Was, it was different. We, we tried something different. We Chelsea always tried to try something different. sprung for something. Yeah. But then she also bought our go-to Claret, and I just Let like, it. it's like everything compared to it is just so different. Like, yeah. Claret's just got so many different wonderful notes of like vanilla and yeah. oak. It's just so good. It's just so easy. Anyway, um... This is lovely still. I would. It's a 2013 Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon, of course. Um, the Klaus Duval. Klaus. 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 <laughs> um, Klaus Duval. This good. Um, but I don't. I don't know if I would pick it up again. Not that I'm mad at it, but it was just. Yeah. It was like a good thing to try once. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're looking for, like, a good, basic Cabernet. Yeah. You're basic. You're basic. <laughs> you're basic, Klaus. But you're definitely not basic if you listen to this podcast. No, you're fantastic, and we love you so much. And if you're listening to us, you're listening to us on iTunes, Podbean, or Stitcher. Please subscribe to us and give give us all the reviews. And I'm, like, tripping over my words because I cannot wait. I'm like a fat kid waiting for the ice cream man. Uh, Chelsea has told me that there is a great review, oh, yeah. and I can't wait to hear it. So, and reviews mean so much to us, guys. Any stars and all the stars that you give us um, help people find us. Help people like you find uh, Cabernet and Ape pals. Hell yeah. pals. Hell yeah. Well, also, I'm just saying, but okay, we read this one the last time, I think. But the 18th, and yeah. then the night, right? The KK, yeah, because so we were then, talking then, about Courtney Kardashian. So then, <laughs> so then um, Classy Sassy must have written it, like, 007. The, the day after. We must have, like, just missed it. I just yeah. wanted to make sure that we didn't accidentally skip over anybody. Yeah, because we recorded. Yeah, so they so they must have written it on Tuesday. I don't think, okay, listen, Did we, if we read this last week and we're just insane no. and that drunk... Then I'm sorry. I listened to last week's and it, we and it wasn't to KK. Listen, right? We were okay. talking about how we hoped it was Khloe Kardashian. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so Classy Sassy 007 um, said that this is the most entertaining one to two hours of my day every week. By far, this is my favorite PLO podcast. And, you know, we really appreciate all of your words, Classy Sassy 007. It's like so emotional to read this. We love a good. We love a good review, and we love a, a bad review. I mean, we don't love it. We appreciate it, because then it helps us take the constructive criticism as we talk about every week. Most uh, of the reviews that are negative just mostly seem to do with the poor auto, audio quality. We do our best. I'm going back slowly whenever I have time, and I'm remastering some of the episodes where, you know, and again, I feel like the episodes that are, like, super bad audio are usually the ones where it's like we're drunk and off the rails, like yeah. the premiere or the finale. So I'm trying to go back and fix those, you know, and the rest of the time... We're just moderately drunk, and uh, <laughs> we just do uh, – guys, listen, we're all doing great in the words of my tattoo. Yeah. So – And Classy Sassy, I love that you're saying you're a very proud listener because we're so proud to have you as so listeners. We're so proud to have we're you We're happy as a, about a everyone who listens and just word hugs to you all. Yes. Um, and Chelsea might have some more downtime to remaster things because we just booked – <gasps> a week-long vacation. Oh, my God, that's right. We did Together. Um, not because we're life partners, but, like, kind of. Um, kind of we're going to Audi NYC. Friend of the podcast, Audrey. We're going to her wedding in Hawaii ah! in August. But, but <gasps> that's right. We have very dramatic news, you guys. Very, very, very dramatic. Dun, 
Dun, dun. We're not going to be in New York for the, the finale. finale of 7A. Ah! We're going to be in, we're going to have just traveled from Oahu to Maui, and like we're going to land in Maui, which is where Audrey's wedding is, and we're going to like, I don't know, run to our fucking hotel. Are we like inviting people to Audrey's wedding? Hey, you guys, if you're in Maui, drop by, watch the finale with us. No, but yeah, we're going to have to figure out how to watch it in Hawaii. We act like we're going, or I act like we're going to... Mars. I'm like, will they have a, sure. will they have freeform in Hawaii? You almost said ABC. I know. You almost said ah. it. It was funny. I when I was uh, staying at Chelsea, she has Billy on the street, uh, DPR, and uh, he had a game called like Feminine Product or ABC Family Show, <laughs> which shows you how no. old the sh- that that episode was. Oh, that's so I was just funny. Like, oh. It was like from two years ago, That's but still, it was really, it was very, very funny. So fun. Um, but yeah, uh, so we're gonna. I told Chelsea, I was like, "Does this mean that we have to like pack up the mic?" Like I acted like it was like this huge thing. Like how are we ever going to find room for it? Like I could literally put it in my shirt and it would be like a third boob. It would be fine. It's a minimal um, microphone. I think um, my boob's like basically the same size as the microphone. Yeah. I feel like I, we could each put this microphone in our either of our boobs and it would be Or down uh, our pants. Comparable. Just have a bulge. Yeah, VPL. So, all right. So that's happening. Now you guys know. And if you don't know, now you know. So this <laughs> week we watched episode, okay, it was the second or third episode of shit. Google it. It's Love Shack, baby. Love Shack. It's a good episode. Um, I actually just watched this episode. Season four, episode four seventeen. Is it's like the second half of it's four B, right? Yes, absolutely. Because we know Ezra is a shady mofo. So it's like 16 or 17. Four fifteen. Four fifteen. Okay, so four fifteen. Love Shack, baby. Oh wait. Yeah. No. Yeah. And Kelly and I actually just watched it a couple of weekends ago when she stopped by randomly. Kelly, I mean, like, more or less lives here with me. Yeah. Uh, she tried to come tonight, but the train was fucked up. But Kelly and I watched it recently. We were just like, this is such a good episode. And so when Sue suggested it, I was like, yes, magical. So, well, because Mrs. D makes a cameo. And it's a, it's a volatile one. So I figured we might as well look at Mrs. D and the whole thing. It's a, also a good creepy Ezra era. Oh I love God. a good creepy Ezra. We all do. Which, speaking of Ezra, we have discussed and we are, like, putting on the schedule that we are going to watch Addiction, a 60s love story where yes, Ian Harding stars in it. And I watched the trailer this morning on my way to work, and I was like, he just keeps picking up and dropping this accent, and I can't wait to watch this movie to see if it's part of the story or just, like, amazing ridiculousness. And it's funny because, like, the reviews are so mixed. It's, like, obviously someone from PLL reviewed it on IMDb, right. and then someone who likes movies that reviewed right. it on IMDb. <laughs> um, but uh, we're going to try and watch that, and there's just so much more fun bridge season stuff to come, but let's delve into the episode. Yes, and if you want to also, before the episode, contribute to my Chelsea is going to have sex with Ian Harding Kickstarter, you can go to <laughs> kickstarter.com slash... This isn't a real Kickstarter. This isn't a real Kickstarter <laughs> slash Ezra Fitz. Um, yeah, just contribute if you indeed the want me to have sex fits. with Ian Harding. Anyways... 
Oh, you took off your... What did I take? Oh, I didn't take it off. I just put on a shirt over oh, so okay. it's cold. No, I, had on, no, I had on my... She has her relationship goals, goals spoby. But yeah, Which this was a good spoby Yeah, it's a good spobes up. Well, very good up overall. So, All right. go for it. I don't... I didn't actually take a ton of notes. I feel like I was going with the flow. I feel like we probably have similar notes. So I going. am always copious note taker. My first note is, Arya's coat reminds me of the Max <laughs> from Saved by the Bell. The it Bell. was just like very pastel leather. It, like, Arya had a lot of ridiculous 90s clothing. You had another good. Yeah, later in the episode, she was wearing like Peggy Bundy, <laughs> cheetah pants. Which if you don't know Peggy Bundy, if you don't know Married with Children, married dot dot dot. With children. My head just exploded if Some you don't know that. Like, might not know it. You gotta Google what it. What did you think? Ed O'Neill just came up from Modern Family? Some people might think that. <gasps> that means that people don't know about the movie Dutch, which Some is also great. Know. Oh, God. Guys. All right. It's a whole other podcast. It's a whole, whole other time. It's Cabernet and A podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ezra had crazy, or Ezra, already had crazy outfits as But no, dish. but like, and, but she had like a B, like a V, a V? No. A V belt that was like pointing to her lady parts wearing these cheetah. A V belt pointing to her beef? Yeah. A V pointing to her <laughs> Pretty beef. much. Um, and it was just, it was the most ridiculous. And like she even had like that walk wiggle thing going on when she was leaving. And I even turned to Chelsea and I was like, Ari's got a booty. I feel like Chris Lambert just like embodied me <laughs> while I was watching. And I like, Felt the need to say that. Look at that. Look at that booty. Uh, I miss Chris Lambert. We should have him back. Do you Chris, guys miss Chris? Come if, on. Yeah. Chris, if you're listening, you're probably not, but come back. Come back to us. Hopefully we can get him into the premiere or something. We want you back. Um, and then, uh, so that was when they were all in the crypt. Yep. Which, um... Nobody fought in the crypt at that Wait, moment. Wait, did this episode start in the crypt? No. Yeah. It did? This happens another episode. No, they started in the crypt. It did? Yeah. Oh, that's right. And then nobody fought. Okay. Guys, no fighting in the crypt. No fighting in the crypt. You're right. Why did I think that was like another... Okay, because yeah, this is then the twos in the box, and this is like... Okay, yeah, okay. Great. Fine. I don't know why I was... I was texting Kelly Noonan, she was lamenting that she couldn't make it tonight. All right. Anyway. So, this is when Hannah uh, hands over the diary of... Uh, the tale of her and Mike getting some uh, under the sweater action. Right. So basically, they find Hannah finds this diary in Ezra's lair a few episodes ago, but doesn't tell anybody. And in this episode, she kind of confesses, "Hey guys, I had this diary the whole time. My bad." And the girls are all like, the fuck? "That's not cool." And Spencer's like, obviously got her like Spencer Spidey senses up, and she's just like. What the heck? Why the? And like everyone's just like, whatever. She gave it to us, and Emily's like, I get it first, right? Because she who kissed it gets it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so then, so she hands it. Yeah, she hands it over, but she doesn't tell the girls yet, like why she was afraid to hand it over to them yeah. until later on. So Emily takes it home with her, reads it in bed, falls asleep reading that steamy fiction. Yep. Uh, or crazy. nonfiction, I guess. I mean, it's Alley, so it's like borderline yeah. like historical fiction. It's a little column A. <laughs> <laughs> historical fiction. <laughs> um, 
So she dreams of Allie, and Allie's just like, oh, I love the way that you see me. You see me through your eyes, and I'm just so perfect. And I was just like, Bleh. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's sweet. <laughs> but um, there wasn't, like, a ton in that dream that I feel like was like, oh, there was something there. It was just like, oh, I wish I could be like you, and I don't know who's killing me or who's trying to kill me, and I just don't know things, and you got to right. help me. And then um, she says that she doesn't even know the real her. And then I kind of trail off into these notes that I don't know. Fantastic. Um, Emily, which one is real? Emily sees the best in Allie. And then I have the next one that my phone automatically capitalizes the word Radley. So then it just says, Radley, <laughs> shut knows. down. Um, so I think that's basically the end of the dream is that, like, then Emily gets the bracelet from her box because she's like, you still wear it. And Emily wakes up and she's like, actually, I wasn't wearing it, but I'll wear it now. Right. Now she's like, I know I feel obligated now that you said something, Ellie. I don't want to be awkward. But what I thought was really interesting was that, so basically after she – um, has this uh, dream slash maybe it's really Allie, you know, as we've come to know that perchance these quote-unquote dreams are actually Allie really coming to the girls, one may never know. But um, Allison basically gets in contact with her and says, hey, meet at our spot, I want to come home. And so Allie takes, or Emily takes the bracelet to, you know, presumably their spot, which is like a rock in the middle of the woods. Of course, what other spot would there be? So engraved in the stone is AD plus EF, which has such interesting double meaning at this time because now we as the audience don't quite know yet because I don't think she realizes Ezra Fitzgerald yeah. and Allie Taylor. Oh it could God. be Ezra Fitz or it could be Emily Fields. Well, that's funny. And because... it's a foreshadowing because we as the audience don't know. We as the audience right now know that Ezra is presumably A, but we don't yet know. Like Spencer hasn't made the discovery yet that mm -hmm. he is board shorts. So it's yeah. like a very interesting foreshadowing. I think we know that they hooked up. I don't. I want to say that that is a little a couple Maybe episodes not, later. Yeah. But what I will say is it's interesting because in this episode I was wondering I was like, did Ezra like Cosby Emily and then come <gasps> to her acting like he's Allie? Oh my god, what? Is it too soon to use the adjective Cosby? It's, no, but I'm just like trying to figure out what. Oh, pff, like it was actually Ezra and Allie in Emily's yeah. bedroom. He was just like. <laughs> Uh, like just picture it go back watch that scene picture it as like Ezra in a wig while like Emily's on like high on Benadryl and it's just it really makes you think um, I feel like it, it makes the episode better in my eyes um, but so then we cut to the next day and um, Ezra is just so creepily watching the girls like I feel like they just gave him drops so that he wouldn't blink. <laughs> like his eyes are just open and he's just like roaming the hall the halls of school. Like Yeah. And I just kept wondering, and I mean I know whatever, it's a fantasy, it's not a real school, whatever. But like if you saw your teacher looking at students that way, wouldn't you be like, uh, Mr. Fitz? What the fuck yeah. are you doing? Why are you leering at Emily like Fields while she's sitting in the courtyard? 
Yeah, you're being pretty Starry McSterrenson over here. Yeah, like... Mr. Fitz. Mr. Fitz, we think we need an adult for you. (laughs) Um... But Emily's uh, copiously taking notes and figured out a whole system of post-its. That's decoding this diary that they found. They're trying to figure out, you know, like, which stories that Ali wrote are about which of the girls. Um, And as they're trying to decode it, Hannah keeps trying to, like, um, interrupt them, turn up the music because they're all in the car because she's trying to hide the fact that one of the stories is about her hooking up with Arya's little brother, Mike. But what I don't understand Go on. is, why is that? Is it such a fun, why does she care? Why is it a big deal? Why, I think I'd be weirded think, out if somebody hooked really? up with my brother. But then again, my brother's like eight and a half years older than me. My very first kiss ever was with my best friend at the time's older brother. And I was in eighth grade. We were in eighth grade. He was in 10th grade. And I would stay over, like, at least once a week at my best friend's place. And, like, I was close to their brother, too. And then one night, um, my friend fell asleep and me and her brother made out. And I was, like, told her later. And she was, like, oh, interesting. She, like, could not agree. And I wasn't afraid. Of, I don't know. It's, like, who cares? But I feel like if you had a manipulative friend like Allie that was there that would, like, walked in so. and was, like, you're a dirty whore. True. Like, that's basically what she meant. She was just like, I can't believe you got felt up. I feel like Allie was just, like, upset with, like, Hannah having sweater monsters that she didn't have. <laughs> like, she was just like, oh, like, you got felt up, and you're, like, how much further would it go? And she was just like, can you tell me in detail? I'm going to write Fifty Shades of Grey right now. <laughs> like, it was, it was just such a bitchy friend thing to do, but... I can understand if somebody's going to say, like, oh, she'll be mad. Right. Especially because Hannah's an only child. And so if you, like, take someone who's an only child and then you tell them, like, oh, there's, like, this sibling code of honor that you can never make out with them. Right. Maybe that would make it different. Like, you know, I I don't know. Right. That's my thought on it. All right. Fair enough. It just seems, I mean, I guess it's not, like, far-fetched. I can see. But I don't know. I could see at the time, but I guess I feel like a a couple of years later, however many years later, she's, like, still turning up the music in the car. Like, girl. She's just in a fragile patient place. She's just, like, like, it's the same thing as if she threw somebody off a building. No one would care. fragile patient place. Oh, my God. I love that. Am I in a fragmentation place? <laughs> like, she's, she just broke up with Caleb. Her heart's really raw, and she doesn't want people to know about this other boyfriend of years past. That's true. We are in a sad Caleb and Hannah being split up. And yeah. Kate, and we're in a sad Ravenswood time. It's a happy, creepy Ezra time. A sad, sad Ravenswood Hannah. time. Yeah. Sad Caleb time. Sad Caleb So I feel like she, like, gets a pass because she was probably just like, I'm already exposed because I have to tell them that Caleb and I broke up. Right. And now I have to also, like, unearth um, embarrassment from years past. I mean, there's shit that, like, I don't know if this is just me, but, like, there's stuff that I still get upset about that I did when I was 12. And I'll, like, have a moment where I'll just be like, oh, why did I do that? And if, like, somebody brought that up, like, oh, remember the time that you did that? I'd be like, no, why is everybody talking about that? That's still a thing. Even though, like, my real brain would be like, no, that's, like, logic yeah. would weigh in and be Call like, that's it. not a thing. That's really So I think that okay. she's just like, meh, crazy. I mean, I can sure. I can explain away anything, right? You really broke it down for me right there, Sue. Hiring you me. really broke it down for me. 
I'm, I'm on board. Okay. Fine. Um, so they find out in the notebook about the Busy Bee Inn. Yes. And my favorite thing is that Arya's the one that cracks the code because she's like, my family went there like a million years ago. <laughs> and this is like as adorable as when like a, like a three-year-old would be like, when I was little. And you're like, oh, oh my God. You're, you're like, like yeah. how do you say when I was little? Have you ever seen a little kid say that? It's like my yeah. favorite thing. Yeah. When, when I like, was little? When I was little, I used to do that all the time. It's like, you're still so little, but you <laughs> think you're a big person. It's like Chinooki said that shit the other day. Yeah. And I was like, girl, bye. But like, Arya's just like a million years ago, which also I'm like, it, did her family really go there or did she see it on the way to Ezra's Love Shack Fuck Cabin? Right. Um, I love a Love Shack Fuck, fuck Cabin. Love Shack Fuck Cabin, where we paint pictures of trains. <laughs> um, it's funny because uh, when Emily was at work, there was a scene of her at work uh, when she like gets the note from Allie that's like, from Allie, quote right, unquote. right, like saying, "Go to our spot, the fucking love rock in the wood." And the love um, rock, baby. She the gets her check, baby. and this girl's like, "Emily's like, oh, sorry, Brooke." And she's like, um, "Earth and Emily, here's your check." And I just wrote, "Brooke is totally a." <laughs> just, <laughs> just playing up the theories that we had, which was always just like everyone's a. They could be a. She's like, "Oh, what if she was a?" Um. Then we have the amazing Peter and Jessica scene. Yes, this is a good scene. There's a lot going on here. So she's like... Spencer comes home and like walks in on Jessica and And she's Peter. calling Peter's secretary and she's like, where is he? And she's like, oh, JK, found him. And he's just philandering all over my kitchen floor. Bye. <laughs> um... She, she walks in on them talking about Radley because basically this is when, if you'll harken back to the our favorite, put on your cha- pants. Uh, put on your talk about pants. put on your pants. Put on put your tampon. Put your tampon on. It's time to talk about Radley and uh, Jessica is presumably talking Peter out. So Peter's trying to convince Toby and Spencer like let's fucking shut down Radley forever, and then. After Spencer walks in on Peter and Jessica talking, suddenly Peter has changed his tune. Yeah. And suddenly he says, I don't know. I feel like there was a fragile patient on the roof and we should just let it go. We should just lay low and back the fuck up, Spence. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, I don't know what you're saying, Dad. And I feel like this whole thing is shady as fuck. And so we can assume that Jessica kind of said to Peter, look. You know, I thought we had an agreement. I thought you were going to keep your mouth shut. So just, and I feel like this has come up before, whether on this podcast or just in us talking with other PLL people, being on the internet, being on PLL Sherlock's Instagram account, which you should all follow. But does Peter know about Charlotte? Is that the whole thing? Like, because if Jessica's like, listen, baby daddy, there was a fragile patient. Yeah. Um. I feel like this episode is very much like my dream of Peter still being Uber A, like just reignited. Like, yeah. call me a Yankee candle, I am lit. <laughs> <laughs> that made no sense, guys. I just oh, want Yankee candle, right? Um, I 
like, I just felt like it was very much like them conspiring. There's something there. I feel like. And also, it was just like the, sh- the shadiest writing where he was like, well, um, there was a death at Radley. It wasn't an accident, but it wasn't a suicide. Or no, it was an accident. It wasn't a suicide, and it wasn't a murder. But it was an accident. And there was somebody there who saw it, but they were too fragile. Which, like, I just wish that I could use the fragile patient excuse for everything. Right. Where it's just like, oh, something went wrong. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just a fragile patient. Right. I am misty. Right. <laughs> like, you can just push somebody off. Oops-a-doodle. Right. It was an accident. Toad's accident. Um, I also love how... Um, when Spencer then, like, right after this, is yelling at Jessica in the brew, and she's like, stay away from my father, find a lawyer you have not fucked in this town. And I'm just imagining, like, I don't think I could have processed any of that at her age. Like, I would not have been able to process the idea of, like, and, like, adults having sex, my parents having sex, my parents having sex with people that aren't my parents. Like, just everything about it, I can't imagine processing as a teenager. She's like 17. I could do it. I don't think I I I guess I have more fucked up parents, but I would just feel like (laughs) I would tell off uh, somebody any day. I don't know. But I was just a sassy kid. Feels like a lot. I would have just been like, ah! But Spencer's also like the height of precociousness, but I do just love where she's just like Flat out, clear as day, in the middle of the town square, might as well be, like, Salem Witch Trial, where she's just like, find a lawyer you haven't had, who hasn't had his penis in you, like my dad. That's right, everyone in Rosewood. My dad fucked this woman, and she (laughs) was not my mother. (laughs) Like, it was just so out there. Like, I think... I would have possibly have been able to comprehend it and maybe have said something sassy, but not to the extent of, like, in front of everybody. Like, I feel like there was always, like, well, you have to keep the family business inside. Like, you have you can't tell people about what's going on right. behind closed doors. Right. And the fact that she was just like, oh, Spencer, don't give a fuck. Right. Boom. Give me some more Adderall. I'll tell you some more. Like... <laughs> I loved it. It was great. It was just amazing. And I love how she's just like, you can't be the only barrister in town. I was just like, all right. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Can't you just say, like, are you the only fucking lawyer in town? Like, I I just, that to me was just like, I was just like, you're precocious. But, like, really? To call your dad who's a lawyer a barrister? (laughs) Like, Oh, what are you, it's a lot. It's a lot. What are you, doing? Lot, what are you doing? Um, so yeah, she spent. She threatens him. Then Fitz comes to Hannah's house with like the lamest excuse ever, which I'm surprised Ashley Marion even bought into. Yeah, I feel like that was the least believable part of it because I feel like Ashley Marion's usually pretty good about spotting a liar. Yeah, and she is, and it. I agree, and I I wrote down about that scene that it's insane to me that, so, yeah, Ezra's there, he's using an excuse about trying to, like, be helpful with Hannah and, like, make sure she gets her schoolwork done, 
Uh, Asher takes a phone call and Esther goes up to Hannah's room. That to me is one of the most insane things of all of the creepy Ezra storylines. I feel like in hindsight you can look at a lot of it and be like, it it wasn't okay. I mean, but from the get-go of just Ezra knowing Allie, making out with Allie, investigating Allie, knowing who Aria was, still getting, it's just like, it's all the most fucked up thing. But I feel like if you can, it's sort of like if you can get past and accept the underlying insanity of it, the individual little things he does during the creepy Ezra time, you can go back and look at it and be like, okay, it actually wasn't that creepy. He's just doing this, looking at this, talking to this person. All of it is pretty like, okay, I see how PLL shined a creepy light on it. But if you shine a normal light on it, it would just be like, oh, Ezra doing things. Ezra doing things in the context of fundamentally he's a creep, but just sort of like it can be more explained in normal ways. I know I'm rambling, but hopefully I'm making sense. Do you know what I'm saying, though? But like, but the idea of him going into Hannah's bedroom and getting on her computer that's some, like, insane shit to me. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, all the other little things are like, oh, Jake saw him yelling at someone. What the fuck ever. Like, he's listening to a tape recording of Allie talking about something. Well, fine. We already know he's an investigative but he, journalist. Like, really invades privacy. But go, yeah, that to me is, like, one of the craziest, like, Ezra's not okay. The thing that, that I darkly got upset about was I was just like, have you ever opened up a laptop? Like, you're going to get a spinning wheel. You're going to, like, I just feel like I'm, like, have you never experienced buffering in your life? Like, I just feel like any time that I've ever tried to do something quickly or, like, sly on the computer, it's always just been, like, hourglass turning, hourglass turning, like, Internet down. Like, it's just, right. like, there. there's just a myriad of things. I keep saying myriad of things on this podcast. I've it. noticed. I'm sorry, guys. I'm into it. But there's just a plethora of things that could go wrong when you open up somebody else's laptop. Totally. But I was just like, this guy has balls of steel with his, like, stealthy computer usage. Right. And part of me was like, oh, well, he's the one that's hacking into Emily's system. But then right. we see... Yeah, I a with the gloves and the apple using a computer to shut Emily's car down. And I don't think that's something where you're like, all right, it's 745, shut the car down. Right. I don't think it was Ezra. I think AC. it was Mona. Yeah, I think it was Mona the AC and they put an apple there to throw us off the fucking trail. Well, I think it's because Apple for the teacher and she's teacher's pet teacher's pet kind yeah. of thing so it could be like explain exactly when Kelly and I are watching this we talked about the same thing like yeah I think it's just something that's like red herring it can teacher's be explained away teacher's pet um my favorite the other thing I was thinking was when Ashley was talking to um the tenant on the phone that was like her excuse for why she was walking away from Ezra uh she was like I can only find 5D, not 5J. And I was like, yeah, she knows where that D is. And <laughs> I am 12. Um, but then we go to uh, the girls being stranded. And another favorite moment is that they're like, oh, my God, Toby thinks I'm here. And Emily's like, oh, Paige thinks I'm here. I was like, 
what about where your parents think you are? Like, if my par- if my car broke down, I would never have called my boyfriend. Like, right. no offense to my boyfriends. Like, even if they did, and I did date a guy in high school who knew a lot about cars, but, like, I feel like I would call my parents first yeah. because they're the ones that bought me the car, helped me buy the car, right. you know, like... I'm just like, wouldn't you be more worried that your parents found out that you were trying to go to an inn on a school night to get a hotel room right. with all your female friends? I, I mean, I just feel like oh, I have to explain to my mom that we weren't trying to do an orgy. Or maybe <laughs> I would say that we're doing an orgy so she doesn't think that we're trying to find our dead friend who's no longer dead, who's alive, right. who is... Her being alive is threatening my life. Like, that's a long walk around the block. I don't think I'm worried about Paige and Toby figuring it out. Right. Uh. (laughs) Come on, kids. Come on. One of the, or well, over the last note that I wrote, and then anything else you have, was, like, similar to that sort of, like, what the fuck, man. When they then go to Ezra's cabin and to, like, just dry off after their car stopped because Ace stopped it. Um, and Emily's being kind of suspicious, like, because Arya lies and says it's her uncle's cabin instead of Ezra's cabin because they don't know that she's back with Ezra. They think she's yeah. with Jake. And Emily's like, wait, which uncle is it? And she's like, oh, my mom's brother. And Emily's like, oh, the orthodontist? He paints? And Ari's like, yeah, whatever. Stop fucking asking questions. But I'm like, you know what your uncles do? I mean, I guess I know things when I'm close to his family, sure. But I don't think I would ever, like, oh, your mom's brother or the Don is like, bitch, back up. You don't know my I life. I mean, I guess in high school, I knew I what my... I guess maybe. I don't like, know. I can tell you what my best friend's uncle did, but, like, if he had a cabin and there was paintings in it, I wouldn't be like... Bob paints. Right. <laughs> He's an orthodontist. What would he do with paint? Right. Right. That doesn't go on your teeth. That's right. crazy. That's other exactly. Like, why does it not compute that like an orthodontist can paint? Oh, girls, I love them. Um, oh, girls, you keep me young. Arya's like, let's all go to my fuck shack. I mean, Uncle's cabin. <laughs> um, we both thought it was interesting that the security system was no longer there. What it is there later when yeah. when Arya finds out that Ezra is like we used to. Make so out I feel of like life. so Ezra he must have added it, added it after that. Yeah, to keep him out because he's like I don't want anybody else stealing diaries up. from the year. I don't um, want anyone else stealing diarrhea. <laughs> and I also love that Ari was like, whatever, you did stuff with my brother. I like just the term of did stuff. <laughs> um, and then Ezra comes and locks Ari and Spencer in the supply room. I don't know. I was just like, yeah, well, it's like Ari's being so sketchy. Room. And I was like, is there just a giant box of condoms that I'm missing somewhere? Like, I don't get why she's being so sketchy. Um, Travis opens the door to Psycho Bitches, where, like, everyone's just, like, holding things, and they're, like, about to attack him, and he's, like, holding an umbrella, like, hey, I came to save you, thanks. <laughs> and then I have the thing about the A scene, so I think that's it. That was a pretty efficient episode. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... In terms of the whole where we are now, 
It does give us, I definitely think that was Jessica. I don't think it was Mary. Mary. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, do we think. Mary's the name of the other. Yeah. So do we think that this was Mary right now? I don't think it was maybe. Sorry, I can't <laughs> stop doing the Jack Hey Mary. Maybe. Guys, go watch 227. <laughs> then get back to me about that Mary impression and tell me that it wasn't flawless. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think it was either. I think that... I, I, mean, I think this is Jessica being like... We had a deal, and she was just like her body language was great. I love that actress so much. I'm so glad that she's back, like full time. All right, right you guys. guys, you're the best. Thank you so much for listening and staying with us always. and supporting us. And we'll talk to you next week, as always. Bye. Bye. like a glass of Cabernet.